Hi, Mark. Welcome around the work stand. Hey, Susie. Happy 2024. Happy 2024. Can you believe it? Um, I guess. I've said, <laughs> I've said I can't believe it most of my life. I guess I should start believing that time does, in fact, move forward. Yes, I'm I'm mildly res- I don't want to say I'm resistant. I just um sometimes it just moves faster than I anticipate. Yeah. And it's a yeah. big year for us, right? It is. This is our 25th anniversary. Ta-da. Ta-da. It's exciting. 1999. Yeah. Think about what we were all doing back then. I don't know. I tried um doing a little bit of Looking back in the in the Wayback Machine, if anyone's familiar with that website, mm-hmm. it is wild. Um, so I tried to look up, you know, maybe what our website looked like back then or in the in the early aughts and some of our retailers' websites. And um it, we've they come a long old. way. Yes. <laughs> it's I wanna say like, oh, we've we've done so much, but it's also like the internet has come a long yes. way. <laughs> I think I think that's the right way to phrase it. The internet's come a long way. Well, we're going to yes. talk about something that's um, fresh on a lot of folks' minds at coming out of the holiday season, and that is fraud. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's a constant topic of concern for merchants. And just because the Christmassy holiday season's passed, you know, doesn't mean all those chargebacks are done yet. I, I will say that I talked to Barbara, and uh, this year, relative to last year, was flat or maybe even a little fewer number of tickets related to fraud, which is a good thing. Oh, wow. But it's not going anywhere. So coming out of this heavy holiday season, while there's still some chargebacks that might float in, I want to take a look at how you can protect your business without losing too many sales. You don't want to lock it 100% down. And how do you document your processes and support your team in a way that, that gives you the best chance at dealing with fraud effectively? So we'll talk about the common types of fraud, um, the landscape and the types of risk that we're dealing with. Um credit card processors and gateways in our place in this process as a company. Yeah. And um and make sure we remind you to, you know, ask for help if you need it. That's what we're here for. Um yeah, should we run through kind of more specifically what those common types of fraud are? Yeah. So when we talk about fraud, the, the most obvious one people think about are stolen credit cards. And that's probably the most prevalent. Certainly right. a big deal of it. And that's where a lot of the procedures we'll talk about as we get going revolve around trying to figure out is this person or this um, the person you think is placing the order? Is it the, is it really the person who owns the credit card? But there's also uh, this thing and a lot of companies experience this, I think more than merchants, but it can happen 100% for merchants. Mm-hmm. Uh, ret- I guess you call it return fraud. So maybe somebody buys something in a box from you and then they get the thing and they take the thing out of the box and they put something else in the box and they try and return it. So, you know, tip there is always check those returns to make sure what's supposed to be in the box in the box. And then the ugliest one of these, I think, is friendly fraud. And this is uh, a weird term, but basically it means somebody that actually it's their credit card. They legitimately place the order, but then they act like the card was stolen. And so they try and keep the thing. Uh, and you did everything right. And it really was their credit card. It's not stolen. They're about to report it stolen. Uh, but. Then they keep the thing. So that's that's the kind of fraud that we're looking at. And it's, it's um, you know, as we talk about this um, and we get into the kind of the landscape of things, I don't want it to sound yeah. like every order is fraudulent. Every order could be. But mm-hmm. the truth is the vast majority of these orders, 97, 98, 99% of them that you get, perfectly legitimate and fine. So I don't want to be the whole, 
doomsday person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's right. worth talking about. Yeah, scare people away from maybe you haven't had your shopping cart on in the past. We there's yeah, almost yeah. it's a yes. This is very infrequent, but it's a something that we all need to be aware of. Yeah, and I've actually talked to probably two or three retailers over the years that have never once had, and they do a reasonable amount of volume, never once had a fraudulent transaction. That's not the norm. But I do want to point out that it's not just e-commerce that experiences theft. Uh, at any point in a given month, something walks out of a store that shouldn't have walked out of the store. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's with uh, customers and sometimes it's with staff. But it, it's not that it doesn't happen uh, uh, in the stores. It does. And so, again, I don't want it to be doomsday, but it's something we want to watch out for. So one of the biggest things that we can do to help is help you get things set up correctly in the first place. So yeah. if everything's set up well in the site, according to what we know are current e-commerce best practices, then that sets the site up to be a more professional presentation. Criminals tend to look for uh, targets that don't look like they're professional, that don't seem to know what's going on. So that helps a lot in the first mm -hmm. place. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, what if, and so, you get an order in your website and it's already made it through your payment processor. It's been approved. Mm -hmm. Does that mean it's not no, fraudulent? It doesn't. So payment processors, and we're talking about Stripe or PayPal, um, those kind of big companies that do credit card processing. They do Some yeah. of them do both the gateway and the processing piece. Mm -hmm. uh, but just because it gets through their and, – and look, they have excellent – uh, algorithms and data learning, uh, machine learning type things to figure this stuff out. They will yeah. find most of the obvious fraud. Mm -hmm. But a card could have just been stolen. Remember that these criminals, this is their job and they're pretty good at it. So some of this stuff's going to get past their their net. And just because it does and makes it into the order manager does not mean that that's a legitimate transaction. It's a pretty good chance it is. Uh, but in the case of our system, um, sometimes it gets through um, the first layer, and then there's another layer going on behind the scenes, and it'll fail that. And so you'll come back to an order that 30 seconds ago looked fine, and in a minute, mm. 30 seconds later, that algorithm's had time to run some more, and, an, uh, and a fraud alert will come through, and it'll it'll say, look, this is not good. So a couple things to tip there is, uh, you know, look at it when the order comes in triage mm -hmm. that. And, and I've got some links to put into our documentation on what to look for in those orders. And maybe we can talk about that too. But then uh, don't just go from there to putting things in a box. Give that order a few minutes to sit there and get that last round of, of processing behind the scenes from the processor. And if mm. it says failed risk review, it failed. Don't send the item out. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not to get in the weeds with risk, risk review. Um, and I haven't, I have to I haven't had to kind of be on the front lines with this. I'm I'm very you know, I, I know from working with retailers and just being a part of our team here for quite some time. Um but it's it can't catch every single right. fraudulent order. Otherwise it's gonna be because they, like like you mentioned, you know, friendly fraud and things like that that are legitimate in a way it's just yeah. the person is that, that's not good. so much and that comes in the form of a question of well why can't they catch everything yes well they probably there's probably no way to catch everything they could certainly catch more but the tighter that grip gets the the fewer or the more legitimate orders will get bounced out for exactly reasons so yeah you're right you don't want to you don't want to yeah. grip it down too tight yeah so it's um yeah it's a balance but yeah. 
for sure. Um, yes, I have some very cute doggies outside my window. I just want to throw that out there right oh, now. Okay. Moving on. So, okay. So, uh, what to look for in orders? Yeah. Again, I'll link to our documentation for this, but generally, mm-hmm. start at the top of the order. Uh, you're looking for the first thing you'll see there is the the email address that was used. And again, yeah. none of this is a hundred percent golden. So, but if you know my name's Mark Still and the email address is uh, Big Love at Hotmail dot com, that's a first thing to go. That's odd that he has such a, <laughs> an odd email address or some completely random thing at some sketchy domain, Hotmail, Yahoo, et cetera. Uh, watch out for that. That's the first okay. thing. Addresses, you know, not mm. every order that has a different shipping and billing address is fraudulent. Right. But it certainly it should cause you to look. If the billing address is in Colorado and the shipping address is in South Florida or New York or Southern California, that should be a red flag. Those those edges of the co- country where there's ports and freight, uh, a lot of stolen goods leave the country there. So the tip there is to Google the address uh, and see what that business is. If it's if it's a you know a UPS store or a business called FreightForwarding.com or just a big business complex and not Mark's house or <laughs> office, that should be a, a warning sign. Same with the phone number. You can Google phone numbers too or call the phone number. Just call the phone number and say, hey, I got this order. I just wanted to confirm a few things. And when they go, uh, which order? You know, there's your red flag. Yeah, yeah. Those what things about- continue down. We don't we don't need to go through all of them. I'll put it in the documentation. Okay. But they just continue down the order looking for these things that just don't seem right. Yeah, I do want to, this is one I see a lot, so I do want to kind of call it out before we quickly move on. But um, sometimes there's a big red flag with the items. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. There there are common targets for items. Um, uh, Garmin, electronics, yep. small electronics are flags. Mm-hmm. And especially if someone is ordering multiples of them. Yeah. And I think this is a good time to mention um, some merchants still think about e-commerce or online sales is a thing unto itself and in-store sales is different. Not really. I mean, really, it's kind of a lot the same, except Mm -hmm. the cash registers off in the internet. So think about that in the store. When was the last time somebody bought three Garmin's or three GoPro's or two mountain bike forks or all those things? That would be odd in the store. It's odd online too. Doesn't mean it can't happen. Doesn't mean there's not. We have this a lot in our company where there's households with two or three recreational cyclists in them. Wouldn't be uncommon that everybody got a thing all together. Yeah. But that's not the norm. So that certainly should be something that that piques your interest. And, and we keep a list of those things. When you're in the order, there's a little button on the top left, fraud trends. If you'll click mm-hmm. that, we keep that updated with with items that we're seeing or trends that we're seeing on a common yeah. thread, and it's it's always good information. And it's kind of it's not live, but we update it when things change. Yeah, so I think we've kind of really emphasized um, fraudulent orders of a kind of ship to home or delivery. Mm-hmm. What about um, fraudulent orders for in store pickup? Does that happen? It does, and it used to not happen uh, mm. three, four, five years ago. You could pretty much bet that an order for pickup and store was probably okay. That has not been the case uh, lately. And I think part of that is uh, bike prices uh, and values have gotten high and the risk reward has tilted in favor of it's worth the risk to try and get into a store and pick up a stolen six or seven or eight or $10,000 bike and get away with it. So you can't assume 
that just because somebody's willing to come into the store that they're legitimate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you gave me some grief as we were getting started before we recorded about calling them brazen criminals, <laughs> but they they got guts. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that's maybe that's why I the disconnect for me. I'd be like, I would, I would, I'm absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it can happen. But um, again, the the steps there is have a process for what should happen when an order comes in the store for pickup. And mm, that yes. that needs to be documented, and that that will be things such as um, identification. You need to have identification that shows the person picking up is the same person that placed the order. Mm-hmm. The credit card number the the that needs to be the same credit card that was used online is what they've got in their possession for you to inspect and make sure the last four matches in the store. Um, and it can be uncomfortable to ask people for these pieces of documentation. Uh, imagine your staff. So, you know, some people listening to this will be the owners of the store. Some people will be managers. Some people will be folks that just work in the store. You have to document these things and train your team on it and support them because customers, even legitimate customers, might get put out when they get asked to provide this information. You just have to let them know that you're doing it to help prevent fraud. But don't be the owner that walks over and says, well, they look friendly. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Because that doesn't send the right signal to your team to continue to follow these processes. And it's really important that you follow them for every single order. Uh, If your process is every order gets that, every order needs to get that. Mm -hmm. What else? Well, let's talk about, we talked about what's our role as as WorkStand. Mm, mm Because a lot of times when something goes south, it's 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 fair when a merchant says to us, "Why, well, you know, I, I did it was in the order, it, it came through, it was fine." What do you you know? What do you mean? It's my responsibility. You know, our order, our place in the order is facilitating the process, and and even though we we do a lot behind the scenes, you you talked about the payment processors, fraud algorithms, and things. We have our own little process. I shouldn't yeah. say little; it's quite complicated. <laughs> we have our own process internally where we're looking at those orders too, based on what we know about orders on the WorkStand platform. Mm-hmm. That information doesn't come right away. It takes 24 to 48 hours or so for that. And so a lot of merchants now, in addition to trusting or, or using what the credit card processor sends, for orders over a certain amount, their process that's documented in their policy and shipping page is to hold orders over some amount like 1000 or $1,500 for an extra 24 hours to give our system time to do its thing. Now, it can't guarantee th- anything either, uh, but it does It does add an extra piece of data, an extra data point that can help you make a decision on whether an order's legitimate or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that kind of leans on there's a huge, um, you know, human component to this. We wish it could be kind of all this could run in the background and it could catch everything and really help us out. But um, yeah. I think that kind of comes down to asking for help. Yeah, ask for help because it doesn't just because it gets through the credit card processor doesn't mean it's good. Just because it makes it into the order manager doesn't mean we've decided it's good. Just because we don't send an email about it later doesn't mean it's 100% good. There is no way to guarantee that. And unfortunately, the merchant is the one that's going to be left holding the bag. it's, it's It's a terrible thing. Uh, hopefully down the road. And there are some there are some insurance programs out there that people can certainly investigate. We've had clients yeah. use them. And over the long term, what they tell us is um, the cost of the program over time 
is significantly more than having a few fraudulent orders make it through mm. and doing the steps that we outline. So mm. it's not at a point where we think that's something that can be useful to everybody. But do ask for help because we're happy to look at an order with you. Again, we can't tell you if it's 100% legit or not, but we do look at a lot of them and we're happy to share what we know about that. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, ask for help. That's what we're here for. We say that all the time. But yeah. anything related to the website, always ask for help and orders are no different. Yeah, we have great documentation. If you need, you know, help kind of sharing some things with your team, I think making sure everyone is educated, kind of create a little checklist. Um, is key. Yep, I think so too. Cool. And the tech tip this week is not mm -hmm. so much a tech tip within our system as far as check this box or use this thing, but it's that idea of you need to define these processes just like you do. Yeah. How do you check somebody out at the register um, and define them? And we're certainly happy to help share. And some of the documentation we'll link in the notes has some tips on that, mm -hmm. but share that documentation or share those processes, train your staff on it and really support them. Cause again, these are, these are people they're going to have to deal with that are willing to walk into a store, walk up to the counter, and ask for that thing that was fraudulently ordered and try and walk out with it. So it's, it's not comfortable for a lot of people to deal with that. They need your support. Everybody in the store does. So determine the process, document the process, train the process, support the process. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, what's coming up next? Yeah, we've enhanced our agency subscriptions, delivering more value there. Really excited to start talking more about that. Um, we've broadened our Google Ads management services mm -hmm. um, to help out more retailers and more markets. And yeah, can't wait. And lots of other kind of anniversary-related um, promotions and topics, activities. Yeah, and we haven't been workstanding the whole 25 years, but it is kind of fun no. to think about. 25 years around the work stand. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of funny writing copy <laughs> and you're kind of like, oh, work stand. I was like, well, uh, it hasn't been a year yet. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. But it's going to be yeah. exciting and we'll talk about all these things in the coming weeks and months on these episodes. And if you have questions about things or topics you want us to cover, shoot me or Susie an email. Links are in Please. the description. Yeah. And we'll see you around the work stand. See you.